Good afternoon, everybody. We're here at the Malcolm X Jazz Festival. Happy birthday, Malcolm X. We're going to be interviewing Liberated 23rd Avenue. And can you both just introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, my name is Debbie Peacock. And I'm Eddie Oda. Sweet. Thank you so much for joining us. What is that about? Yeah, Liberated 23rd Avenue is a building actually across the street from Eastside Arts Alliance, um, from Eastside Cultural Center. And it's been a building that's been in community, mostly queer and trans people of color for about 20 years. Actually, it's a building that houses a number of community organizations and has affordable housing. And last year, our landlord sent us an email in January saying that she was going to sell the building in 90 days, put it on the real estate market unless we bought it first. And then we said, okay, we're gonna do that. And we're gonna find a way to keep queer and trans people of color in community, not for five years or 10 years or 20 years, uh, but forever. So that was our project. That's what we did. Well, I, was, I was very interested in how do you buy a building? <laughs> if we could all do that, the world would be a different place. Absolutely. Um, Any tips? <laughs> so when we found out that our landlord was gonna sell, uh, we, interviewed a bunch of uh, land trust folks, tried to see what options we had available there. Um, folks from the organization that I work for, Cycles of Change, um, is it's a collectively run organization, and so um, there's a lot of folks who have experience uh, doing community land trusting and, you know, just kind of trying to keep um, properties in community. And so we uh, linked up with Oakland Community Land Trust because they were like excited about our project and wanted to support us keeping the the land um, in community hands. And so we um, partnered with Oak CLT. They threw down super hard for us. We started a campaign as the tenant. I think that's when we launched it. We mar we launched it in March this and then twenty eighteen. Uh, last, last year. Last year, okay. And and we closed the shop around May and we were able to raise ninety thousand dollars, over ninety thousand dollars from a crowd fundraiser. Wow. And uh, we were able to put down the down payment for the building. Um, and yeah, and then Oak CLT got the loan with um, the Northern Cal Community Loan Fund and like just pulled the resources to try and make this happen. And so uh, we finally closed escrow in November uh, after a huge series of inspections and things because uh, our building is quite old. It's uh, It was built at the turn of the century, 1900-ish. And so there's a lot of things that the building needs like seismic retrofit and so that's where we are now and so the building is made up of eight uh, low-income residencies and then um, the four storefronts on the bottom is all occupied by nonprofits or uh, fiscally sponsored folks and so we're all doing community service um, cycles of change uh, and the bakery is one of the tenants, and that's who I work for there. Uh, we are feeling very blessed to stay there. And um, the other tenants are Shaolin Life, uh, which is um, the monks, the Shaolin monks uh, who hold classes there in the building. And then um, Oakland Soul. Soul is a Cutie Pock, our queer trans people of color um, run collective, and we take care of the garden in the back. Uh, we have a community garden. 
we have a youth internship every summer and we're actually looking for a youth intern so hit us up um, and then uh, Peacock Rebellion I'll let uh, Debbie talk about Peacock. Yeah and Peacock Rebellion started about five years ago um, as queer and trans people of color using um, arts for healing, for healing from trauma, uh, healing from violence, and also to like interrupt violence. And then a couple years ago, started moving into majority trans women of color. And so um, in that space, and then uh, seven years, for about seven years, in the space that we're in in this um, building was liberating ourselves locally, which was queer and trans people of color, a maker space. So it was a, a space where queer and trans people of color committed to social justice work, social justice movements, can actually dream um, social justice movements and actually try to design them and stuff. So a lot of community organizing happens on this block, a lot of things. And it's not just the, um, the building that we got with the, with the land trust, it's also the land underneath and, and next to it. So the idea of us being like an asset in community, it's like, um, you know, we reached out to community and Eastside were some of the, the first folks who talked to us, sat us down and they were like, all right, you want to do this thing? Let, let us tell you some of the stuff. You know, it's like, who are the people who actually throw down in community? We also reached out to government officials and they kind of just like patted us on the head like, oh, you cute kids trying to like pull this <laughs> thing off, right? And so then what we saw is that, you know, like we were all groups that had like bases of support that we had actually the people threw down for us you know so fast and then the government officials started hopping on right then they started being like oh hold on a second so we definitely used that we're like okay whatever you got like let's let's figure this out but we would need to be real clear about the strategies we're using here and that this is about the people's leadership and and coming through which is why for us to like be a building and community it's like that's part of the thing like we're out here at the Malcolm X Jazz Festival because Eastside's been holding it down for decades you know like the folks like know like this is very very much a community run thing and so in terms of our projects like how do we show up for community how are we the actual community instead of somewhat like folks coming from the outside trying to like save us like ain't nobody gonna save us right that we're, but we're actually trying to design some from a place of solidarity so we know that like this building is here and this the folks who are there right now are here because of the people who came before us we also know that we need to prepare the land and prepare the building and all this stuff for the people who come after us this sounds so magical and so rooted simultaneously. I'm curious, you spoke a little bit to some of the history of, of organizing and solidarity in East Oakland, but um, I'm curious if either of you can speak to the history of QT Park in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the thing, you know, part of the deal, the reality is like, we have been here for a long time, right? And then so, you know, and then also just name like, of course, this is a lonely land. This is indigenous land and stuff, and, and so to never, never uh, forget that. Um, so, but then al also, I think this idea that queer and trans people of color, or also that so much of the queer and trans um, work is these like giant non supposed work is these giant nonprofits coming in and trying to swoop in and save us, or trying to like build off of our lives. And the reality is that like, okay, so who who are the people who are you know? It's like this is very much a project of of like led majority by folks who are actually queer and trans people of color who are working class. So I think that's actually really also critical. Um, so in, in terms of the history, I mean, this is also a space, the Bay, which has, which is, you know, it's kind of has the reputation of like the largest like queer women's population per capita in the United States, right? So like, that's a thing. And Oakland has always been, you know, a people of color spot, right? And so that, and that's critical and particularly black folks, indigenous folks people of color broadly so um, yeah and so you know like and I say this also as like a non-black and a non-indigenous person here 
of um, like that that also comes with like responsibility that we have to actually show up and constantly check ourselves and be checked by that community about how we do this work because um, it's not about us like engage in the community or whatever it is like the organizing is actually like we have to be of the community and of like you know like so there's there's that too in terms of how we lead which is part of the thing of our our folks, our communities have been collective leadership for a long time. And so this like this capitalist nonsense, this colonial nonsense of like we need these oh, supposed hierarchies or these big nonprofits or these all these things to come in. It's like no no no, like we need to actually return. Absolutely. This is like a returning for us. I partially ask because I think you we often hear about people of color and indigenous folks being pushed off, being displaced, but there's a, a long history of queer and trans folks also being displaced and being pushed out. So I just wanted to, to hear you speak to that. So thank you so much. Do you do any solidarity work uh, with protecting the West Berkeley Show Mound? You mentioned like yeah. standing in solidarity with a yeah, lot of yeah. people. There's a couple of things that uh, we're doing. So we're actually doing our first uh, bike down, bike ride as uh, actually a tour of of the West Berkeley Shell Mounds um, and it's like a sunset ride. It's a fundraiser for the bikery but it's uh, the intention is to hold space and like for people to connect um, with the land and the indigenous folks and like hear their their stories um, and um, we we haven't talked about this as a collective yet but uh, the Segorte Land Trust um, is like we it would be really awesome and interesting for us to be able to like put the land at 23rd Ave in trust with them you know yeah. um, eventually we'll yeah. figure it out I think it's like a legal thing but um, yeah that's, that's awesome. like sort of the the sort of solidarity actions we're trying to do and how do we uh, contact you how do people find you Okay, so we got a website called free23.org. It's got information about our building on there. We also have like individual like organizational websites. Um, Cycles of Change has been in the community for 20 years. We celebrated 20 years this year, which is great. Um, and so cycleschange.org is um, the other website. Uh, I think Oakland Bikery is another place you can look for us. Um, and Oakland Soul uh, is also celebrating 15 years on the block. Uh, so come check us out too. If you look up Oakland SOL, which stands for Sustaining Ourselves Locally, um, check us out on the website, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> yes, all those all the social media. Is that how the youth intern can also? Yeah, they can email us directly um, or they can also just check out our website for the application flyer and there's all the details on there. We're super blessed to be partnering with Edible Schoolyard this summer and uh, able to offer more work days and in the end like more of a stipend so usually it's like 500 for the kids but this year we're able to give 900 so we're really excited oh yes. congratulations thank you is there anything either of you want to add that we didn't cover so i think one of the things is like with this this spot we actually had 
someone stopped by last year when the campaign was going on and the person was like clearly not from the neighborhood and was like was like oh this garden's been you know like oh this is great like people could totally people would never know about this and the truth is that like actually people know about this like the people in the neighborhood have known about this for long for like 15 20 years so one of the things that Seoul does is a community gardening day every second Sunday that Eddie, Eddie mentioned. So this is a really like in a really amazing place that Seoul will, will teach um, community gardening skills and this is going to be a really critical thing right in like the apocalypse or whatever is happening in the world. Yes. You know so every sec second Sunday of the month what is it what are the hours? Um, it's from 12 to 4 on uh, every second Sunday and our projects are really exciting because we've been, you know, getting ready for the, the planting season and we're actually getting a grant. We've gotten several grants this year um, and one of the grants is to uh, do water catchment in our backyard. So that's really exciting. We're going to have a medium size like setup um, and able to hold like hundreds of gallons of water. So will that oh. work even if it's not raining? Does it ca like because of course it doesn't rain all the time here, but we get a lot of moisture, fog and moisture in the air. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And look, if anybody is any uh, like communities of color um, listening to this right now, want to think about their own projects and stuff around like reclaiming their lands and uh, like land and housing hit us up, talk to us. Like a lot of people threw down for us. So it is part of our responsibility to like show up for other folks. So anything like for real, communities of color, please, please come talk to us. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. This was Liberated 23rd Avenue and we just spoke with Debbie Peacock and Eddie Ora. Thank you so much. <laughs>